Let's talk to Craig Young. He's the CEO um, of the Telecommunications Users Association. He joins us live now. Hello, Craig. Good afternoon. Mate, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure you're inundated today. Um, (laughs) Can we just say, right from the outset, do you know in the UK, Craig, do they stream over there? Does Sky, actually Sky, stream? Um, I'm not completely sure. Uh, There is some streaming occurring on some sports. But the thing is, with um, the major sports in the UK, say, for example, the English Premier League, you need multiple subscriptions to watch all the games. They're all done by different people. So yeah. some are with, I think there's an occasional game with BBC, but there's also um, the British Telecom have some and Sky have some as well. So it gets even more complicated um, over there. Yeah, man. Craig, here's a leading question from this country now that I have really no idea because there's so many mixed messages. What's your impression of how successful the streaming of Sky has been, as in how have people people been able, how many people, is it the vast majority or just a handful have been able to actually see it clearly? Well, I think if you're talking about the Rugby World Cup, because that's the current thing. Right, yes. yes. I mean, apart from the first weekend when there was definitely an issue um, back in in the Spark content network, where someone screwed up. I think it's been a smaller amount of people. Once once they got through some of those initial issues, and certainly I was one of those that had um, an issue that's common to other people as well, where your TV, the app on your TV isn't working and I've had to reset my TV. That was right at the very beginning. I mean, it's behaved since then. So I think it is true. What we're seeing is just the complexity of this type of service and how it's delivered and how we take it is just coming home to roost. And if, unfortunately, we chose the biggest game, the biggest tournament that we follow as New Zealanders to be our trial. Uh, Sky, do Sky, let me rephrase that, do Sky presently in New Zealand have a future? I think so. I think what we're seeing is competition between these two players um, for their content. Um, Obviously, Spark have other strings to their bow. I mean, they're a, they're a traditional telecommunications company as well, whereas Sky does not. So Sky has to find their uniqueness. And unfortunately, with today's news of losing the New Zealand cricket, I think that's quite a blow for them. I would have thought if they'd been able to hold on to that, um, they would have been able to hold over on to customers over Christmas. And obviously, the next big thing that's going to be is what's going to happen to Super Rugby. That, that I think, is the, the next killer. Uh, are Spark bidding for that? I would expect them to. I think what we've seen is obviously with Spark Sport, they've picked up sports that have been beamed into New Zealand, so they haven't had to do the outside broadcast, you know, the cameras, the production on site, the directing, mm. you know, the um, Eagle, uh, the um, DOS type stuff. They haven't had to do that yet. And by actually signing up with New Zealand cricket games, they now have to find somebody that will do that for them um, if they don't do it themselves. And that's a big step change. It is indeed. Craig, I remember talking with you over a year ago for a story for a, for a newspaper, and you said that one concern you had was that rural areas that don't have the high-speed fibre broadband might struggle. Now, what do you hear from your members that are in that situation as far as the Spark Rugby World Cup coverage goes? Well, I think we've got a, a range of things happening in rural New Zealand. There's, a, there's quite a lot of rural New Zealand that still are struggling to stream high-quality sport. Most Sometimes these people can stream... Um, you know when you first go into your app, if you're watching on TV, 
the quality's not quite that good until it sort of settles down and yeah. into high quality. Yep. yep. Well, I'm thinking, and, and what I've heard is that, you know, there is a pocket of rural New Zealand that's seeing that lower quality um, and they're having to find other ways of watching it. Now, we have had in the last 12 months some significant um, improvements to broadband in rural New Zealand through some of our wireless ISPs um, who are doing a great job in their localities um, and some improvements with some um, fixed. But I still think, you know, we've still got a, a significant number of rural people who will struggle. And and the kicker with cricket is because cricket lasts so much longer, if you think about a five-day test, if you watch every hour of that game, it might be eight hours a day. Yeah. Um, no matter how fast your connection is, you're going to go through data as well. So if you haven't got an unlimited data cap, you may actually start feeling quite nervous about watching these games. Actually, that's an outstanding point. It is. While you've been talking, Craig, a text says, I'm rural, it's BS, we can't watch a thing. So just finally, Craig, how long, this may seem a somewhat inane question, but how long till all of New Zealand has this high-quality broadband? Well, the government's put another $300 million in uh, district, uh, New Zealand last year, and we, we have yet to see the rollout of um, most of that connectivity. We've, we've seen very, a, a very small part of it. So there is better coming, but it's taking a long time. And quite honestly, my concern is that we've invested in this technology now. We're about to invest in some uh, connected marae. I'm just worried that we'll um, connect at what's suitable for today and not what's suitable for tomorrow because yeah. this thing just keeps changing right so now we've got the cricket we've got the rugby all being streamed yeah very interesting exactly. craig thanks so much for your insight really appreciate your time thanks a lot craig take care mate no trouble thank you all the best craig young ceo of the telecommunication users association so there it is well you can't that's it it's done and dusted Spark have got it it's the way of the future it's going to happen and I'll tell you what I hadn't thought about that unlimited Wi-Fi issue but if you do want to watch cricket then potentially that's an extra cost as well, isn't it? Well, so you're paying not... $19.99 to watch the cricket, and you're paying $4.5 million <laughs> if you want to see a five-day test. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Mm. It's, mm. Did Craig give us an answer then when I said how long? I don't know if he did, actually. Well, it basically he said that it started out very, very slowly, and my impression is that it's a bit like Kiwi Build. You might have to wait a while for until we've got broadband fibre right throughout the whole of New Zealand. Yeah. They're working on it, as they say in the classics, but how quickly that happens remains to be seen. And... I also, which is an incredibly valid point, that sometimes, I, it's, as much as I love this country, sometimes I feel we don't think about tomorrow, we just do what will work today. Yeah. And you can start with the Harbour Bridge in Auckland in 1959 when they thought that they could get by with four lanes and they realised within a week, a week, mm. that they'd made it too small. And I just wonder about the uh, fibre business as well.